This is the voice guy from your favorite podcast, Two Douchebags and a Microphone. People often ask us how they can find us when doing a remote broadcast. One, smell. Go to the city market and start sniffing. Our aroma's been described as a mixture of flea powder for goats, Tabasco sauce, and old sock with dark fuzzy urine. Two, look for the spot absent of patrons. Three, the most telling sign is a crowd of patrons vomiting uncontrollably. Four, just call us at 816-512-7717. Live from the city market, it is Two Douchebags and Microphone Podcast. Swimming in toxic masculinity and wiping their ass with politically correct wash rags. Two douchebags in a microphone invade your ear holes in three, two, one. Two ass bags and a box of Cheez-Its will be right back. Actually, I've got pages and pages and pages of fun facts. So we love these. You stop me when you're done. So <laughs> we absolutely love these. All right. Fun fact number one. Alrighty. According to the FBI, at any given time, there are 25 serial killers active in the U.S. How nice. As they get caught, more crop up. So at any given time, there's 25 serial killers out there. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. That's that's more than I thought. It's believable but unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Mm. How sad. Here's another fun fact. 60% of people with bipolar disorder are unemployed. 60? 60% that have been diagnosed bipolar are unemployed. And that's just diagnosed? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's that powerful. We've got to do more about mental health in this country unless we want to support a bunch of unemployed people. Oh, no, no, no. Why do anything about it? Just throw money at it. That's what the government does. Oh, no, no, no. We're not going to throw money at it the right way. Uh, We're just going to give these people money to just go uh, be bipolar. You know, (laughs) it, it makes no sense to deny them employment and then have to take care of them through unemployment, social services, etc. I know a lot of these people want to work. And there's things they can do, What's but employers is, just need to make more accommodations. They do. I think. They do go go out of their way to hire people as burgers, and also, uh, what's the other one? Uh, um, autism. Autism. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you employers see, do because I've worked yeah. with uh, both both types of people. Well, and unfortunately, they put them in situations to where they can succeed. Yeah, that's the important part. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know why we couldn't figure out a system for bipolar 
Mm-hmm. You know, like if things get really tough, they need a system and exit strategy. Like, hey, I'm having yeah. a really bad day, and I think I'm going to snap. So have a quiet room. I don't know. There's all different types of things that they can do, therapies, whatever. You know, I don't know why they're not taking initiative with this type of, uh, of uh, um, statistic. It doesn't well, make sense. Part of, I, part of it, I, I don't know how much of a problem this is, but part of it is being bipolar is not a visible disability. No, it is, a lot of, it is a lot of it, and then a lot of people probably don't talk about it till the hindsight. Well, the biggest problem I have is, is I'm bipolar, or people could be using it as a crutch and an excuse. Well, think of it this way. If a customer walks into a store and sees a person you know, running the cash register who has one arm or is blind, uh-huh. they're likely to think, oh... It's nice of this store to, you know, make sure this person is able to have a job and work and blah, blah. But you'll walk right past a person who's bipolar and not even know it because it's not visible. That's true. So the store doesn't get PR credit for hiring that person. Yeah, that's true. That I mean, that's not the only reason, but I'm sure that's part of it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, oh, we could hire this guy in a wheelchair or we could hire this, this guy who's bipolar. Let's hire the guy in the wheelchair because people will go, aww. I can definitely see an HR department doing that. I can, too. Yeah. I can, too. All right. Um, The uh, first responders to 9-11 and the survivors of (coughs) 9-11. Yes. More of them have died since 9-11 than all the people who died in the attacks. I can believe it with all the health issues. Yeah, and they're dying from the toxic smoke and fumes from the crash site, which Congress voted down aid for over and over and over again. Thank you, Congress. (laughs) Fucking assholes. So, what was it like? I expect nothing else from Congress, actually. They're they're that type of fucking assholes. Yeah. It was was right around 2,000 people who died, I think. Mm -hmm. But since then... More than that have died from the effects of the fumes. If we had half a brain in this country, we'd throw every one of those fucking pieces of shit out. I know. It, it, it just stuns me how these politicians stay in office and get reelected. There can't be anything honest about the election system. <laughs> these creeps yeah. get reelected over oh, and over I agree. again. Yeah. All right. The U.S. military kill to death ratio. How, how many enemy soldiers get killed before one American soldier gets killed? I would hope it'd be 50 to 1. 1,500 to 1. Wow. Yeah. That is good. You have a 1,500... <laughs> we'll need that against the Chinese. Yeah, well, that's true. Uh, okay. You're 1,500 <laughs> times more likely to survive if you're an American armed forces than any other country. Going Yay, against go the America. <laughs> but you know, the thing that America did that a lot of countries didn't do is figure out ways to fight and kill the enemy without risking soldiers. Yeah, they've you done use that. Machines and yes. technology that can drones. be built. And drones replaced. are awesome, man. Drones yeah, go in yeah. there. They they have a facial re- <laughs> recognition. Uh-huh. They have heat seeking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's say someone's like way up in a cave somewhere. Yeah. Also, 
<laughs> hey, what's that? Plum. Yep. Done. Gone. And then and then the drone leaves and comes back. Shows footage of him blowing the piss out of him. Yep. It's kind of like a pet dog that went and like fucking got the <laughs> got the squirrel out of your backyard and brought it back to you. <laughs> See, and this is a drone. The drone's like. When I was when I was growing up learning history, I was told that the lack of airplanes was uh, crucial in defeating the German Air Force Uh because the Americans and the British were shooting them down faster than Germans could make them. Uh But that wasn't really the truth. Mm -hmm. That was the sanitized truth that they taught to the grade schoolers. The real truth was the pilots were being killed faster than they could be replaced. Uh For every German airplane shot down, a German pilot died. And you can build a new plane in a few days. You can't train a pilot in a few days. No, that's the problem. So when the war ended, there were hundreds of German fighters sitting on the ground with no pilot to fly them. Mm -hmm. Because we killed them all. Yeah. Well, I thought I thought it was funny. Southwest sent out an email to all of its valued customers yeah. the other day, saying about how they're enhancing their technology and stuff. I kept thinking, all this is great, but if you don't have people to operate it, where the fuck are you? Yeah. I wanted to send an email back. I was like, no, they'll get my answer when I run my points out. Yeah. 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 Oh, we're doing this. We're doing this technology and that. And it's like, no, 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 no. The problem is, is you guys don't have people. Yeah, they don't have the pilots, they don't have the co-pilots, the the engineers, uh, all the other flight crew. They don't have enough flight attendants, the ground personnel. Air traffic control, which is run by the government, doesn't have enough people. No, I know. They have a loaf of shit there. Yeah. And they threw a whole bunch of sugar on it and said, here's your cake. Yeah. Yeah, so anyhow. And, And they're telling the flying public, everyone dive in. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of like I don't know, man. Yeah, air travel right now is just—it's like the Wild West again. Southwest is responsible for itself, right? Yeah, definitely. But there are a lot of other problems that are beyond them, also. Mm -hmm. So, all right, here's my next fun fact. All right, twenty-five percent of California's air pollution blows in from China. I've read that. Yeah. Yeah. So you look at California and think, oh, those smog-breathing no, assholes. No, actually, they've done so much to eliminate yeah. smog control, and a lot of it is it's beyond them. There's nothing they can do. But what a nice wake-up call for everybody. You know, oh, the stuff we do here does affect other people, and the stuff they do over there does affect us and after all. they don't all. care over there. Yeah. If they had a way they could do it, they'd blow more over here. China could sit over there and crank out the most noxious, cancer-causing, birth-defect-causing fumes ever to coat this country, and they just thumb their noses at us and say, make us stop. Yeah, and we're not gonna. Yeah. We can't make them stop. The U.S. owes them way too much money. (laughs) Yeah, yep. Man. All the money we owe them. Imagine you're in grade school, and the bully is not only picking on you, but you owe them a grand. (laughs) <laughs> and the interest keeps going up every yeah. week. Yep. <laughs> That's China. <laughs> He's the bully that we owe a lot of money to. And they're just over there laughing. Uh, they're just biding their time. Oh, yeah. They're like, you guys are imploding and we're sitting here smoking cigars. You know, it used to be the mutually assured destruction of, you know, Soviet Union and the U.S. If someone launched their missiles, the other would and they ever had to get wiped out. Uh-huh. Now it's the economic mutually assured destruction. China yeah. could call in their loans on the U.S., and bankrupt us 
but then we'd bank, we would cause a global That's the only reason they don't right now is because they can. The only reason they fund us yeah. is because it's the only way to, as to really as keep China, this little squirrel yeah. cage going. As soon as China figures out how to survive that, they'll do it. Yes. As soon as they figure out how to bankrupt us and, and come out clean on the other side, they'll do it. I think it's it. already been done to an extent. <laughs> oh, there have been little tests. There have been little tests. Some could look at COVID <laughs> as a test. Yes. And how do we handle uh, a well, pandemic, a tragedy, uh, well, a change look, look to our lifestyle? It. Look at the way it was handled already. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got Dr. Fucky over there. That stupid <laughs> son of a bitch, in my opinion. Can't handle, can't even fucking handle his fucking ball sack. Mm-hmm. That guy fucking flubbed everything up so much and fucked everything up. He should be in prison. Number one. They take this fucking research, gain-of-function research, and they take something that's in an animal and jump it into a human. So then when it was outlawed over here, they take that shit and they take it over to China because it was outlawed over here. Then then they say, you have China going, it's your virus. Then we have going, oh, it's your virus. It came from you. Both of them are right. We invented the motherfucker. We shipped it over there to perfect it, and then they let it go. Yeah, that's another good example of how a global government and global laws could be a pretty good idea because yeah. then this wouldn't have happened. You know, they couldn't have moved it to somewhere I, where it was I legal to do. I see what you're do. saying. Yeah. I think it would have still happened. Yeah. Well, it would prevent it, some of this stuff. Maybe but, yeah. maybe the timing might be a little bit different, but we have enough fucking idiots that do this shit for profit. Well, we'll find true. a place to do it. But anyhow, that's you know what? True. Let's move on. Alright. Uh, the Los Angeles water system leaks... And it leaks like crazy. So they could solve a lot of their water shortages by, like, not having a leaking... Mm. It leaks 228 billion gallons of water a year. So, yeah, they could solve a lot of their problems. They could solve all of it because that's how much Los Angeles needs every year. They have to pump twice as much through their system because they lose half. Then why don't they do it? They don't have the money. Okay. They don't have the money to fix. You know what? Weed taxes, California. Weed taxes. Upgrade your water system. You can't tell me California doesn't have billions well, uh, in look, weed taxes. I, I don't on have hand. enough. I don't have enough faith. I don't have enough faith in those idiots running that place over That's there. They true. get the weed taxes and they would blow it on something stupid. They'd say, "Hey, let's yeah. buy all the fucking bums tuxedos." Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. So, anyhow. Doesn't that figure they they leak as much as they need every year? Let's give everybody a gold ring. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'll (laughs) solve everybody's problems. Wee! Everything's helpful. Look, everybody's happy. They got their new gold ring. Yeah. They're spending too much money polishing the turd instead of scooping the turd out of the litter box and throwing it away. Yes. (laughs) Yep. All righty. Obesity in American women. 63.2% of white women are obese. 77.2% Hispanic. 82% black women are obese. Wow. So there's a there's a big, okay. there's a big racial difference in the there's, obesity okay. rates in this country. The, okay, there's uh, different parts of this too. Yeah. And I got to figure out how to say it. Right. Okay. Um, I, I'm friends with a lot of African Americans. Okay, their body structure is different. Okay, 
They have more muscle. It appears to me like they have more muscle. This muscle, according to their height, does not parlay as muscle, according to the diagram, because this particular guy that I used to work with didn't have one ounce of fat on him, but because of his height and his uh, weight, was considered obese. Not just obese, but morbidly. And there wasn't hardly an ounce of fat on the guy. Yeah, the the estimations, I mean, like, for my height... I would think that African-American women are probably about the same, too. Well, for my height, I'm supposed to weigh 173 pounds. Uh Uh-huh. But I would be really skinny. Uh Uh-huh. If I put on decent muscle mass, that's another 10 pounds. But I would show up on the stat as being overweight. Most, like like uh, Tyreek Hill, his his body fat is probably minuscule. There's almost none. Yeah, but he would probably be considered he would be, obese. Because his, he's got so much muscle, and muscle and weighs five, more seven, than fat, yes. that his muscle mass, he just if you weighed him and, and measured his height, you say, oh, yeah, he's obese. That's but exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Because my friend that I worked with for many years... He was in the morbidly obese, yeah. and he was the only guy in that whole fucking place who didn't have <laughs> didn't have an inch to pinch. Yeah, you know. But you know, take these take these facts and statistics, you know, with a grain of salt. Look, something. I, go ahead. Okay, there's probably a lot of truth to a lot of it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's probably a certain amount, but the amount isn't seventy two percent. You wouldn't think. Yeah. yeah. Um, if if you want to look at it from uh, the point of view of the anthropologist, yeah, they study humans and human civilization yeah, and yes. stuff. You take a look at historically white areas of the globe mm-hmm. were colder climates, and historically the parts of the globe where blacks and Hispanics were living, uh, the Native Americans, there was a lot of hotter country. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see in uh, in various common animals that they they grow and develop differently in hot climates than they do in cold climates. It makes sense that humans did too. I think we've probably got a little holdover from that because anymore it doesn't really matter uh, how your body is designed. You live wherever you want to live. You know, cold yeah, climate, tr- hot yeah. climate, whatever. Yes. Um, but generally speaking, shorter and more compact means able to handle the, cold, the heat better. Uh, bigger and able to put on more weight means you can handle the cold better. Yes. But I think that's all gets thrown out of uh, out the door when food becomes really plentiful for everybody everywhere, and now people can eat um, as much as they want. The real Anytime lit- they want, if they have the money for it. The realistic dietitians and doctors stumping up to this, a lot of great food cheap, mm-hmm. is the problem. Yeah. Now, so, yeah, we these... We live in a society where even the fucking skids are overweight. You know, because what I wanted to say is these obesity rates, It, you don't look at it as specifically, you know, more black women are obese, so that means they get obese faster. It could be that they are marketed to more efficiently. I would say People probably, yes. People are selling yes. crap food to I that group more effectively. So. And they're eating food that makes them put on weight faster than if they were eating a healthier diet. So you can't look at them and say, you know, here's the reason, it's just this. But no, it could be maybe fast food really hammers the message home to a certain group and they wind up being more obese because of it. 
or having higher risks of heart failure, heart disease, yeah. diabetes, etc. Yes. So. Yeah. No, I would agree. I think that all of everything that we just mentioned would take that number of 72 down considerably. Yeah. So, yeah. but anyhow, yeah, I do think there's underlying problem yeah. there, but there's a problem with all of America and obesity anyhow, so. And then also you look across the country, the places where there are food deserts, where there's, you know, there's no food to be bought, there are no grocery stores. Predominantly, those are not white areas. No, they're not. Those no. are areas where people of color live. So they are given fewer choices of good food, healthy well, food. Well, let me put eat. it like this, and I'll, you can find this right here in Kansas City. Let's say you're going yeah. down Paseo Boulevard. Okay? Mm-hmm. All right, and you're like uh, 33rd. Yeah. No grocery stores, but there's a couple of quickie marts. Yeah. Go inside those quickie marts. Uh-huh. What's in there? Hot dogs, pizzas, snacks. You're spending twice as much on bars. fast food. Yes. So, yeah. So that, that plays a part into it. So you can't say, well, it's because their ethnic group is this that they're gaining weight. No, it's because no, no, no. they're in this situation of, more than I this other I think part group. of what we mentioned is yeah. true, uh-huh. but I think that the answer is everything altogether. Yeah. So they're not going to go into a uh, high V and pick out a salad because mm-hmm. there is not a high V over there. And think about it, if you're, if you're living in a desperate situation and you're uncertain as to whether you're going to be able to feed yourself next week, do you eat lean, healthy foods, or do you pack not, on some calories going, in case you're going go hungry get, next week? You're not going to go get shake lamb. No, yeah. No, no. I mean, so there's a difference, too. If you're not sure if you're going to be able to afford food next week, you're going to, you're going to buy the rich, calorie-packed food just in case you're going hungry next week. You're right. And yeah. then you start doing that as an automatic thing. You start grocery shopping as if... Is feast or famine, mm-hmm. and that gets people into a, a cycle of you know. Well, and also, if food is here, I better eat it because who knows when it's going to be here again. Any any type of processed food is not real food. No, it's really it's not. ground up and chemical <laughs> altered and all this. Okay? Like the Subway tuna sandwich. Yes, that's processed food for you. So, um, a lot of uh, a lot of people with lower income are forced to buy the uh, pizza rolls. Yeah. Because they're cheap. Mm-hmm. The reason they're cheap is because it's just whatever they could find on the fucking floor ground together with glue. They and, take unappetizing, bad-tasting stuff and process it until it's appealing. Yes. That's why it's cheap. Yeah. Bad. So that also leads to other things, diabetes, uh, other types of uh, health issues, too. Mm-hmm. And that's how come you see all these other health issues in minorities also. Mm-hmm. So it's a very complex problem. And again, I go back to the government and their handling of everything. Yeah. Somebody is making money keeping this the way it is. Exactly. Yeah. Or there's no money to correct it. Yeah. That's the other part. It's both. Yeah. Someone's making money and there's no money to correct it, so they leave it like it is. Yeah. It's just like lead and water in inner cities. Yeah. They don't care. You know, they're like, hey, you know what? We we don't care. These people are already violent. Uh We don't care. That's the way it's viewed. Yeah, I think It may so. not be the truth of it, but that's the way it's viewed. Yeah, so. I think that's a lot. There, People are looked at as disposable, uh-huh. and it becomes easier to call people disposable if you don't have the money to fix their problem anyway, and you go, eh, I don't want to feel bad about it. I'll just pretend I don't care about it. Yes. Yeah, just ignore it. Yeah. It's not there. Not my issue. Not on yeah. my plate. That's why we can't let politicians stay in office very long. 
No. Turnover. Turnover. Yeah, see, turnover. Who, who was it that said, you know, uh, was it Mark Twain that said that politicians need to be changed often, often like a baby and for the same reason? Yes. Yeah. I think that was Twain. Yeah. 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 All right. Since the year 2007, Texas has created almost all of the job growth. I believe that 100% because I'm into statistics like mm-hmm. this. Yeah, Ross Perot Jr. down there is just having that place fucking boom right now. You get this. The city of Houston has created more jobs since 2007 than the entire state of California. Yes. Amazing. Yep. It is. Yeah. But do we hear about the fact that Texas is leading us in job growth? I haven't heard that before. No. 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 It's a narrative going on right now. Yeah. Here's a fun one. 50% of all the people in prisons worldwide are in the U.S. I believe that, too. You take the world's prison population, we got half of it. I actually, uh, I think I knew that, yes. God, we have so many people in prison here. I know. It's just nuts. The thing is, is I would like to get the records of every one of them and see what they're in there for and why and what their makeup is, their mm-hmm. racial makeup. Yeah. I'd like to see a comparison of uh, U.S. incarceration rates compared to any other country that has prisons for pay the way we do. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And I don't know that there are too many other countries in the world well, last podcast, that have prisons for pay. We talked about El Salvador and their answer. Yeah. Yeah. That was it's a bold move. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Someone with fucking guts and young actually mm-hmm. in there making a difference. But you Not know, someone part of the system. When like it, that fucking when idiot can, we have in charge. When you can build a prison. In every place. Sorry. <laughs> Do you wait for me to start talking before? Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> when... Uh, when you can build a prison and and fill it full of people and get paid for every single one of them, yeah, it's it makes sense to imprison as many people as possible. Yeah, it does. So we, if people are making money at it, then it's not going away. So imprisoning people in this country is never going to go away as long as people are making billions of dollars a year no, doing it's it. It's never going to. No, yeah, that's true. Healthcare for profit. In, uh, Everything is the for uh, jail and prison system for profit. It's everything's getting monetized. Well, let me put it like this: If it's not, that's the thing about capitalism. Yeah. If it's not for profit, it's not going to happen. Yep. Yep. So, so yeah, it yeah, sucks. It does. But it's the way it is. Uh, let's see. There are 3.5 million homeless in the U.S. But we have 18.5 million empty homes. So each each individual homeless person could be given five empty houses, and we'd still have houses left over. Yeah, the devil's (laughs) the devil's the devil's advocate on that is this right here. You could put them in a home. Number one, a majority of them are not going to stay in there. Yeah. yeah, Number two, a good amount of them will tear it up. There are some of the homeless that are homeless for for reasons, and you need to fix those reasons. Well, uh, it, you can't fix a homeless person's homelessness just by giving them a home. No, and this goes back to the mental health issue we talked about before. Yeah. And I have a great example. You know the famous Crazy Mary they call her uh-huh. that's uh, around Red Bridge and homes. Uh-huh. Okay, walks around yelling at walls and stuff. They bought her 
an apartment. She refused to go in there because she is schizophrenic. Yeah, yeah. You, you, oh, speaking of such. But you know, the image that they wanted, they want us all to see is the homeless people are like the you know, the Disney animals, big eyes and sad faces, and they're just cuddly and cute and all. Well, I mean, it sounds great to give everybody a home, but in reality, unless you fix the mental health issue, it's not a reality. And, and seriously, if you give somebody a house, then you're obligating them for real estate taxes, insurance, utilities, they have to maintain the yard. I mean, you're dumping a ton of responsibility on them that costs a lot of money. And also, you're encouraging people to go, oh, I got something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Give me a house. Yeah. You gave this guy a house. So it's, yeah, you it's, always have it's to. It's not feasible. You always but, have to get that, that safe safeguard for fraud in there. But people are very good at manipulating the system. I know a lot of them. So, anyhow, yeah, it sounds great, but it's, uh, yeah. Uh, Let's see, next one. 18% of American presidents have died in office. Half of those by assassination. 18%? Being an American president is one of the most dangerous jobs in the world. Wow. Yeah. We've had less than 50 presidents, so 18%, that means nine of them have died in office. Wow. And, you know, four or five of them by assassination. That, that's a dangerous job. But people wanted it. Well, uh, okay. Uh, I was looking up how many people, um, how many presidents were assassinated. You know what? Just keep going. Okay. I'll look it up later. Uh, black children make up 15 to 17 percent of the U.S. population, but make up 60 percent of drowning victims. That's insane. No access to swimming pools and swimming lessons. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right, that makes sense. Yeah. But you know how you, I've heard this used as a, a comedy uh, bit on TV is you know so so called black people can't swim uh-huh. or don't swim or whatever. It, it just, it's killing people, <laughs> not learning how to swim at a young age. And then think with YMCA's and schools that have swimming pools now that maybe that number is going to start changing. Yeah, I don't know. But that I was stunned by that. So am I. That's, that's just nuts. And, huh. you know, teaching a kid to swim is easy, and it's simple. Well, I'd like, to, I'd like a bigger breakdown of where this happens. Where I know, the majority, me too. Is it the ocean? Is it a lake? Is it swimming pools? Probably a lot of it is lakes. That's what I would think, where they're unfamiliar with their surroundings. Yeah, and easier to lose track of your kids. Yes. Um, access to floaties could have something to do with it, too. That could you know, be too. There's putting so little many life different preservers variables. and floaties on your kid, or whether he's, yeah, there are a lot of variables. But even as it stands, not knowing anymore, it's a pretty scary statistic. Yeah, it is. Very much so. All right. Next up, unemployment rate among the disabled, ten and a half percent. That's pretty pretty high. Well, what is disabled? They didn't say. 
But there again, there's a whole segment that society is having to support because they're not able to get jobs and support themselves. Okay. Um, I know of several programs where disabled people do work. One of them is, is like, you know, what I before mentioned my job before, um, there's certain abrasives that are made by blind people. Mm-hmm. And not that far away from Kansas City, out in the country, kind of. And what these abrasives are is they go in wheels. <coughs> and... Um, and, uh, and these uh, wheels are used on metal railings to mm. put finishes in them. Uh-huh. So when they make up these big abrasive wheels, blind people staple them together because they have a system mm-hmm. to give them a job. Yeah. Now, they don't pay them a whole lot of money. The state pays them quite a bit of money to do it, too. Yeah. Have those people do it. Subsidized. Employment. Subsidized, yes. Yeah. So my guess is, is not enough of it is subsidized. Yeah. And we go back to there's no money in it. Yeah. And how much of it is the, the social worker who goes to a person and says, you don't really want to work anyway, do you? We'll just put you on this disability. Oh, I bet there's a good amount that does we'll that. Just, you can just stay at home and rest. Yeah. You know, there are probably some that are discouraged from even trying. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Oh. Alrighty. The United States is only 4% of the world's population. That's pretty small. I thought it would be bigger than that. I thought it would be about 8%, actually. 8 or 9 But But only being 4% of the world population, we consume 80% of the opioid drugs. Wow. Uh, We're a bunch of of pill heads over here, aren't we? The society that we created for ourselves Uh isn't very good to us. Feel good now, no matter what. I yeah. mean, that's kind of it. Oh, well, that's the number one thing is, is uh, I mean, it goes to mental health, too. Mm-hmm. Don't do something about the core problem. Yeah. Just not numb them down. Yeah. Numb yeah. them down to where they don't feel anything. The idea that people should always feel good all the time about everything and never have to feel bad is stupid. It is. It really is. <laughs> I agree 100%. Oh, well, they'll figure it out, but... 80% of the world's opioid drugs we gobbled down right here in the good old U.S. God. Wow. Here's a scary one. doesn't affect me anymore because I've had a vasectomy. The sperm count of the average man worldwide is down 58% since 1973. They blame it on chemicals and they also blame it on government's putting chemicals in things to yeah. do this. Yep. And it's dropping by 1% every year. Or it could be just Mother Nature going, no more. <laughs> We're packed, guys. We're packed. Yeah. This could be a natural reaction to overpopulation. That's what I was saying. Because is. this has happened in animal species where the population gets huge and the males become infertile. And or also, they stop having males. And also, uh, <laughs> you have diseases and famine. COVID, um, leprosy, you know, whatever, you know. Yeah. You know, we've got about 8 billion people on the planet, so a decreasing sperm count I don't think is anything that's going to wipe us out, but it's something we better look into. (laughs) Because it's going (laughs) to... But then again, our generation probably doesn't necessarily give a shit. Yeah. And our generation is the one with all the doctors. (laughs) So, anyhow. This one won't surprise you at all. 40% 40% of Americans don't know what the First Amendment is and oh, what I it guarantees that, totally. us. Yeah. No clue. 
Yeah, I believe that. And I believe, yeah, I believe that too. There's so many people who don't know what our rights are. Uh-huh. And as as an employee, as my union rep always told me, if you don't know what your rights are, you don't have any rights. You don't. That's right. You really don't. That's a good way of putting it because mm-hmm. you don't know where to start. You don't yeah. know where to end. Yeah, nothing. Now the First Amendment is uh, freedom of speech, freedom of expression, all that kind of stuff. But it, how easy it is is it to take away something that you don't even know you have? No, that's if right. you don't know what your rights are, they can be taken away from you very easily. Okay. Well, that's what's going on, obviously. 15 million Americans lack high-speed Internet. and It's rural areas. Yeah, it is. And 20 years ago, this wasn't a big deal. But now, we have changed our, our American way of living to where if you don't have high-speed Internet, you are at a big disadvantage. Well, like right now, you know, we can get high-speed Internet... From the uh, um, streetcars. Yeah. And also along here, I think the city market generates its own. I mean, virtually downtown Kansas City has its own, yep. where you can just sit on a park bench mm-hmm. and receive high-speed internet access. Yeah. Uh, rural areas, they can't do that. And there is a lack of investment. How you doing? You want to talk? You got anything you want to say? Oh, no, 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 man. I just want to see what y'all had going on, man. All right, man. <laughs> Well, yeah, there's a serious lack of investment in these rural areas that don't have high-speed Internet. There is somebody who is preventing it, some group or some uh, um, faction or whatever. It's Apparently, it's to somebody's advantage to, dis, uh, to not let these people have high-speed Internet. So it's an intentional thing we could fix right away, but it's being kept from happening. And I've seen... I've seen some responses in social media where people are downplaying the seriousness. Oh, high-speed internet, who cares? They can go to an internet cafe, no big deal. But really, I mean, imagine if you had to drive 20 miles to get clean drinking water. Yeah, I know. It'd be a big deal. And Um, imagine if you could never compete for the better things in life because you were always stuck behind slow internet. I, I, I pose to you a little different way to look at it. Sure. Because I do know a lot of people out in the sticks. I lived out in the sticks for a while. You know, Cass County is pretty much the sticks. Yeah, it was a, stick adjacent. It was a small, um, was a small uh, you know, community. I mean, yeah, a town, a little city, but it's sticks, essentially. Yeah. Okay. A lot of the people that I knew were out there because they did not want any part of that. True. Yeah, big sections of Idaho, Montana, Wyoming... Are people who I heard that all away. the time. Yeah. Why are you going in the city? I don't know. Stuff to do. Why are you going there? There's a trouble there. Mm-hmm. You know, but it isn't all of them. Yeah. But I would say at least 20, 25 percent is yeah. like that. The other ones are ones that grew up there and had no way of getting out. Yeah. I mean, kind of almost a mirror image of the inner city. Yeah, a I could see some people wanting to keep the small town a small town and not wanting. It to grow. I know several small towns that that's it. Yeah. They would not pass like a new store coming in or a freeway bypass. That was one of the things. They don't want to change the way the town is. There's a small town in Cass County. I'm yeah. not going to say names, but you can look it up. Um, they wanted to build 69 Highway in Kansas uh-huh. to I-49 now, was 71 at the time, mm-hmm. a bypass. Yeah. Went right through central Cass County. 
all of the little cities that were in question were going to have like the uh, um, um, exits and entrance ramps. And that. They wanted nothing to do with it. They wow. said, well, uh, truck stops are going to come in. And then this is going to come in. Oh, no, no, no. We want to keep our just yeah. like it is. Yeah. So, it's like, that's but you're talking right. about a lot of jobs. People around here could get jobs. No, that's all right. We don't need <laughs> this. So, anyhow. All right. Next fun fact. One in eight people in the U.S. has worked for McDonald's. Wow. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot of people. <laughs> that's a lot of turnover. And, you know, in, in the not-too-distant future, we're going to be able to say that about Amazon. Yes, yeah, because Amazon's burning through employees, just Even like though McDonald's. They plan on not having any employees. Yeah. Now McDonald's has been around for a whole lot longer. They've been around for what 60, 70 years. Yes. So they've had time to go through a lot of employees. And so Amazon's just burning through them because it's a horrible place to work. Yeah. <laughs> All right. If you have a ten dollar bill and no debt, you're better off than fifteen percent of Americans. Yes. Wow. I find that very believable. Yeah. <laughs> it's sad, but I could see that real easily. Yeah. For for 15% of America, if you cashed out right now, you'd be in the hole. You got more debt and you got money. You sell everything you have and you still can't pay I it. mean, we've both been in that situation. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And now, a brand new feature. Strange insults from an alien. May you all... Oh, oh shit. shit. What's, What's that, that over there? there? Oh, oh no. no. It's this island of horrible, horrible jokes. jokes. I can't take my dog to the lake. The ducks keep attacking him. That's what I get for having a purebred dog. <laughs> To douchebagsandmicrophone.net, you're one stop for douchebaggery. You want to write us? You want to say something to us? You want to look for a live button? When we go live, you can call in. All of this stuff is right there for your ear holes and eye holes. You got it, chumps. It's all yours. To douchebagsandmicrophone.net is up and running. Hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. All aware of the Amber Alert, right? Well, get rid of your disinfectants and rubber bedspreads, kids. It's the all-new Amber Herd Alert System. This fantastic early warning device helps one stay dry and rid of all those annoying mattress invoices. Simply hook up to child under six or psychopath and wait for the running water sound. This clever machine has three distinct settings, babbling brook, ocean waves, and roaring river for those close calls. Order today and get a free Cinnabon Renewsit cartridge. Monkey fuckers Cool. Yeah, they have, hey, they have a big swapping shop here every year. Kathy's getting paid to work today, hey. this whole weekend. And I'm getting paid to come up and help throw stuff back in trailers and get out of here. So. 
How you doing, man? Doing good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing real good, man. Real good. Yeah. Yeah, doing our podcast. Yeah. No, no, no. That's fine, man. Haven't seen you in a while, so everything going good? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Oh yeah. God yeah. Yep. Hey, just thought I'd say hi to you. Haven't seen you in a while. All right. Take care, man. Cool. All right. Yeah, we need to put up a sign that says "Podcast in Progress." Please make lots of noise. <laughs> yes, we don't want you to be quiet. <laughs> I mean, that's the reason we're down here. We don't want quiet. We want people to make some noises. <laughs> and anyhow, all right, go ahead. Guy I used to work with just ran in. He just ran into us real quick. And thought I'd say hi for a minute. Anyhow, okay, okay, Robbie. Back to Robbie. Sorry, everything all of a sudden happened at once. Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, we were doing interesting facts, so I'm going to go ahead and have Topher go ahead with one, and you can chime in, and I'll chime in. And... All right, here's my next. Did you know 25% of Americans don't know who we fought in the Revolutionary War? Yeah, I believe that. 25%? That seems high. 25%? <laughs> That's kind of sad, actually. <laughs> Okay. Every year, Americans waste almost as much food as we actually eat. Yes. So we're we're producing twice as much as we need because we're going to waste half of it. Yep. Nuts. Because a lot of us don't know how to cook in small quantities. Yeah. Or or don't know how to uh, bag it up properly. Yeah. They, They throw it in the fridge, put a cover over it. And then two weeks later, it's like, what the hell is that? Oh, my God. Oh, that was a mac and cheese from whatever. Or they'll uh, they'll throw away half the fruit because it doesn't look right. It's got a bump or a, uh, or a stain or something. Yes. It's too ugly to sell, so they throw it away. Or people only want this one tiny bit of this food item, so we'll cut it out and throw all the rest away, even though you could eat the rest of it. <laughs> people yeah. only want to buy this one little part, so, yeah. yeah. Alrighty. Thirty-three percent of Americans, American adults, believe we've been visited by aliens. That's that's up quite a bit. It used to be like you know five percent, six percent. Now it's thirty-three percent. I think we're uh, I think we're gonna be I think we're kind of being groomed eventually that someone's gonna just go ahead and tell us yeah you know they're here <laughs> and everyone's gonna go like eh I don't care. There's more starting to come out through the media also about that. Yeah. Nowadays. It used to be covered up. Now we're more lax about different ideas. Yeah, and as they float out a little bit, people go, oh, who cares? And they're like, okay, let's float out some more. So eventually we're going to get the whole story because we're showing as a society that it's not freaking us out. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep. Sorry, I'm having to order Jack's Tech for the family because we haven't family come over, so I'm being kind of quiet. So I'm letting you two uh, go ahead and uh, and uh, float this thing here, and uh, I'll be with you guys uh, occasionally chuckling like I know what's going on. Hey, Mark, grab me a bottle of salt, will you? Yeah, sure. A bottle of salt. Yep. yep. We're going to have to do the guess where it's at, though. <laughs> hey, that's all right. I'll go to Walmart down here in Camden and get a bottle. Oh, damn it. You took all the fun out of it, Rob. <laughs> okay, anyhow, go ahead, you two. got to right. order this shit before I get in trouble. Go for it. 
in more than 50% of U.S. states, the highest paid public employee is a college football coach. Wow. Oh, wow. I didn't know they were public employees, but you know, like state colleges, oh, universities, they're run by the state. I never thought about that. So yeah, they're, they're spending that. state money on those football coaches. We pay into those state money funds. That's fucked, isn't it? <laughs> that is fucked. Wow. Yeah. We're, we're making... coaches we don't even like. Yeah. A college football coach is a millionaire public employee. How nuts is that? Wow. Yeah, it is. Yep. Well, here's, here's two that go together. 63% of inmates cannot read. And that goes with... 100% of American public schools will graduate students who can't read. Sad. Wow. Yeah. But true. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yes. So, so knowing that not being able Completely to read believe that. is is like a shortcut to prison, American schools do it anyway. Yeah. Wow. And this this is what we tolerate. But, you know, I think a lot of reason this is tolerated is because people can still move out of the bad school districts and into good ones, and then for them, the problem doesn't exist anymore. But the thing is, we still have all those inmates who can't read, all those homeless who can't read, all those people searching for jobs who can't read. I mean, it's, it's still a problem that we're all going to wind up paying for. Yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Believe it completely. Unfortunately. Aren't these facts fun? <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they are. They really make you think, yeah. which I love. All right, here's one that's, uh, that's interesting. Given the current birth rates, by the year 2045, there will be no ethnic majority in the U.S. Nobody will be a majority. Everyone will be a minority. Isn't that fun? there. <laughs> Hang on one second, Robbie. Hang on, we got a call. Hang on. Hello? Hello, Mark. This is a reminder of your upcoming appointment on 3rd of April <laughs> at 8.45 a.m. at St. Joseph's Family. I thought it was going to be phone sex. I'm so disappointed. I thought it was someone calling in from podcast. You know what? Okay. Also, please bring your photo ID and insurance card. Okay. Okay. Robbie, you there? Yes, I'm still here, brother. You know what? You'll hear what happened when you listen to this podcast. <laughs> oh, I will. Okay. Oh, uh, shit. I still see. got order Jack Stack. I keep getting derailed. Anyway, go ahead. Here's, here's another fun fact. The United States, uh, during the, uh, the, the slavery era, when, uh, when Africans were being exported as, as livestock, the U.S. was one of the very few people, people, places that didn't immediately castrate the incoming slaves. Pretty much everywhere else in the world, when the African slaves were brought into the country, the men were castrated because they didn't want them reproducing. Wow. The U.S. didn't do that, which is why we have such a large population of slave descendants of former slaves. How evil, though. But a lot of other countries don't because they castrated all their slaves. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And they somehow look like the good guys, like England and, and a lot of European countries. And <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Makes you think. Makes you think about mankind a little bit different. Doesn't yep. It? 
<laughs> I'm thinking they were thinking about expanding the country. Yeah, I think Americans were thinking... No, they were. They wanted more slaves. That's, yeah. It's evil is what For it was. population yeah. growth. Yeah. yeah. We love you guys so much. We want more of you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, in Thailand, the, uh, the plus-size stores have some really brutal names. Plus-size stores for women's clothing. <laughs> what is it? Here, here are some of the names in, in Thailand for stores. BB Fat. Oh my god. <laughs> oh wow. Here's the next one. Fatty Fat Girl. <laughs> that's a clothing store. <laughs> oh my god. And here's one that just simply said Fat Girls. <laughs> they were showing the sign, and here it is, oh, like a, a Hello Kitty logo on it or whatever, and it's all pink, and it's like, <laughs> that's supposed to draw you into the store to shop? Oh my god, I shouldn't be laughing, but my god, I cannot believe these. And these were in I'm, English. I'm holding it in. I'm holding it in. I mean, Thailand has its own language, its own alphabet, but these were printed in English. Look, I'm a fatty, so I think I can laugh at this a little bit. You know? I'm fat, too. I'm a fat old man. Here, the next one is said... I'm not. That's why I'm not oh, okay. laughing. Well, here's one. It, it said, Love Calories. That was oh the name God. of the store. <laughs> and people shop there. Here, the, no one would shop there. No one would shop there. I'm not going into fatty fatter. But, but these are <laughs> successful stores in Thailand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's like, hey, where are you at right now? Oh, I went into Fatty Fatterson to get a shirt. <laughs> no way. Uh-uh. And then one called Moo Moo. Moo Moo. Oh, my God. And then the last two, there was one called Thai Fat and Fat Cat. Pretty much every, all, all but two had the word fat in the name. That is insane. Isn't that nuts? They must view it differently over there. Apparently so. It must be like a just common thing. It's like, okay, we know, so say what you want or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah, wow. That is so interesting. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> in America, they hide the name in, behind something else. And then they shift the, the numbering size scale down so where you know if you're wearing a you know a size 30 it actually you know they call it a size 17 so you feel better about yourself. Or over in Thailand they're saying fat, everybody's fat. Bring your fat belly in here and buy clothes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's working for them, but you know, wow, difference in culture. Yeah. All right. Hey here's... Rob, are you pantsless right now? Uh. No, Mark, I'm in trouble. What the fuck? <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm, hey, I'm not 18 no more, man. Oh, come on. I don't want to hear any excuses like that. <laughs> you drop those drawers right now, mister, and you walk around. <laughs> Sorry, go yeah, ahead. Sorry yeah. I slammed this program into a wall again. Thank you, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> anytime, anytime. Uh, the next one. Uh, Walmart charges less for spices if you buy those spices in the ethnic food section. Really? Yes. You don't get the same brands, but you do find it cheaper. So if you're so in just the... So all the ones that contain lead But like you go to the generic spice section, yeah. and you know, garlic is like this much. You go to the Hispanic food section, the garlic is cheaper. You'd be funny. Is like they had a little caricature of everyone. Uh, like they have the old yes. Italian guy with a big nose there uh-huh. looking at the garlic, and then they go on to the Indian one. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be funny. But what a weird. Why would they decide to lower the prices in the ethnic food section? 
that's usually where they bump the prices okay, up. I think that it's something to look good at. It's, it's like, look, if you yeah. go to the ethnic section where we have your type of food, mm -hmm. we're going to lower the price for you a little bit because Walmart cares. But you know, they now, don't make it all that big obvious. Hug, you know, you have to kind of do the math. It's like over in the generic section, it's like 26 ounces for this amount. And then you go to the ethnic, it's like 14 ounces for this amount. So you double it, and yeah, okay, that's still cheaper. So they don't make it like real obvious or apparent. Well, Robbie is Croatian and Filipino. Where do you go to get your food? Oh, come on, man. <laughs> I'm born and raised in Kansas City. Get off. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to expect this. <laughs> I, oh, I do. I do. I do. Okay. <laughs> it's, just, it's just that I'm sober today, so I'm on to you. Oh, damn it. All right, well. Now, now, that, now Sunday night, that was a different story. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's why you're not pantsless either, is because, you know. Exactly. Yeah. I'm sober. <laughs> Hey, how'd you like all my little comments on the last podcast? Dude, I just started rolling. I just started rolling. I, I'm, glad, I'm glad to see I'm starting to become a celebrity on this show. <laughs> You're the guy that wants nude pictures of young men. Not too, not too young. Not too young. And they don't have to be men. We set a limit of 25-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> because we care. We don't want you. We want someone crashing in your hard drive. Hey, I do live down here in the state. Yeah, that's true. Anyhow, go ahead. All right, children living separately from their parents, having their own house, etc. That way of living is only about 100 years old in this country. It used to be that yeah. extended families all lived together in the house. They built on. And they built on. When the house filled up, they split the family in half, and they'd buy another big house. But... After World War II, the suburbs started getting being built, and realtor associations wanted to fill them up. So they started this whole ad campaign of when you when you reach you know 18, 20 years old, move out and buy your own house. And the extended family started withering away. Extended family is way healthier, way better, way cheaper, but realtors weren't making enough money. So they convinced us all that we all have to have our own separate houses. And think about how many houses they want us to buy in our life. First house is, you know, you first move out and you get your first place. It's your starter home. And then you buy another house when you get married and maybe have a couple kids. And then you buy a third house when you have more kids and you want a better school district. And then you buy a fourth house when the kids all move out and you're empty nesters now. And then you buy a fifth house when you retire and now you're living out your golden years. You could live your entire life in one single house, but the Realtor Association and the home builders, they want you to buy houses over and over every five to ten years. So they convince you that this is the way that the American dream is supposed to be. In reality, if you lived in the same house with your kids and your parents and your grandparents, everyone could take care of each other. Everyone could look out for each other. You'd never need a babysitter. There'd always be somebody home for a package or a service call way cheaper everybody's mental health is better but yeah. people weren't making enough money on that so that's why our culture got changed to everyone buys their own house everyone owns three or more cars well, it's because also, they, people want to make money off of us no i also i have an opinion on this too and this is why the government is so good on doing this 
urban light and moving stuff around is mm-hmm. because they don't want you to stay in your house. No. They want everything to change, yep. make you uncomfortable or whatever it is, or your property values to start declining mm-hmm. and all this. That way you do seek to move. And they've got a vested interest in it because every time money changes hand, every government agency gets a cut. State, yes. local, federal, county, everybody gets a sales tax. Yes. Yeah. So they want money to change hands as much as possible. Yes. Nah. Yep. Yep. So we're being pushed around by people who want to make money off of us, and we're being told what we're supposed to want in life. Yes. Yep. I'm trying not to listen. <laughs> well, same here too. The same here. It's hard not to sometimes. Yeah. Because there's so many different factors too. I mean, like crime is a big factor, and I know probably in your area too. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's why I want to get out of from where I'm at. I mean, I love it where I'm at, and I know you love it where you're at. But crime has grown around the area so much to where you're compelled to be like, you know what? No, I, I don't wish this. Did you hear about that bank robbery at the yeah, UMB, 85th, yeah. 85th and Warnell? I walk my dog right past that sometimes. That's how yeah. close that is to my house. Yeah, and, and somebody went in and robbed the bank. So, yeah. you know, you, you can try to get away from crime, but it's going to follow everywhere. Oh, yeah, the big quadruple, no, seven-person murder in mm-hmm. uh, uh, Woodbridge. Yeah. Less than a mile from my house. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yep. We, we've got our crime down here, too. Well, I mean, that, and you got a horrible meth problem, too, don't you? Do what? Meth down there is really bad still. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, we're, we're not as bad as the show Ozark puts on. Yeah. 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 Or bad parts, you know. We, we have the drugs. We got all that. We, it's a mixture down there. Yeah. They have the stuff they call the 417, which is your area code. No, yeah, we're, we're 573. Okay, well, just down there to the south, Springfield, yeah. they call it the 417, and it is like one of the meanest yeah. forms of meth around, and yeah. it's sought all over the country and the world. Yikes. Yeah. Real Heisenberg yeah. stuff. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. It's, it's pretty rough down there. Yeah. Well, I know people that own farms out in rural wherever, as early as Bates County or even Southern Cass County. If you come across yeah. a tent on the backside of your uh, property, like you got a wooded area, you don't touch it. Yeah, right. I used to uh, I used to teach hunter safety courses for the conservation department, Missouri Conservation Department, and that was something I would bring up in every class. Is if you're out hunting or scouting a hunting area or whatever, and you come across like a still. <laughs> or any kind of encampment or you know a bunch of weed plants growing or something i say don't take pictures turn around and get out i mean just yeah. turn yeah. around and that's leave. great advice yeah because somebody is watching that area and that somebody has a gun and they will kill you to protect yeah. their secret they're blasted out on drugs anyhow they, yeah yeah they might wake up the next day and go oh my god i killed that guy and there was, there was one guy in one of my classes who came up to me after a, a, a session, and he said, I did walk up on a still once, and I took pictures because I thought it was cool and funny. So I stood around there for a while taking pictures and looking everything over, and uh, 
he said, I realize now how incredibly lucky I was because the guy who ran the steel is obviously somewhere else. But if he'd come back, he would have killed that guy. Yes, he would have. Yeah, Plenty of places to he hide would've. the body. And, yeah. And the guy, as he was showing me the pictures, like, I thought this was so fun and cool and I was going to show my friends, but he's like, I, yeah, I'm not doing this wow. anymore. That's insane, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's insane, for one, to think that actually really goes on. Yeah. You know, and two, um, for you actually lose your life over it. Yeah. You know? You know, I, I would get complaints from a lot of people as I go out for scouting and I set up trail cams. Uh-huh. And the trail cams get stolen. And he's like, it uh, sucks that other hunters are stealing my trail cams. It's like, no, it's not other hunters. It's somebody in the woods going to do something illegal, and they don't want your trail cam catching them. Mm-hmm. So they it look for trail cams and knock them out, and then they set up their their stuff. So, yeah, anyway. Yeah, well, uh, you know. Let's go on to one that's, yeah, a, that's yeah, more you know, fun. Yeah, yeah, let's okay. move on. <laughs> for those of you with Amazon Prime... You probably know that not everything really gets shipped to you in uh, in one or two days. They're falling apart. Matter of fact, anymore, you can count on it being three or four days yeah. minimum. And they don't really advertise that like they yeah. used to. And suddenly they start pulling back on that. Oh, it's prime. It'll be there tomorrow. No. Well, here's the secret. Anytime your thing doesn't get there in one or two days, if you call and complain and say, hey, I'm paying for prime. I expected prime delivery and I'm not getting it. More often you complain, the more free stuff they will send your way. Really? Discounts, coupons, uh, free certificates for downloads of something. Is that just call up and keep complaining every time they'll f- they'll throw free stuff at you? Okay. So heck, I'm going to complain every stinking time. I am too. And get free stuff. I had no, I, I had no idea. <laughs> and you know, Amazon has built that into their budget. Instead of fixing the problem to get faster, no, they've sorry. they've put in a budget. To pay yeah, people off who are complaining. They know what the hell they're doing. They know. They're like, yeah. no, 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 we're not going to fix it. We're just going to pay people off. So I've decided I'm going to be one of those people complaining. <laughs> Me too. I had no idea. So that's what I'm going to start doing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Two more. Uh, just like Amazon. You got some good ones. This Thank time you. Around. You got some real good ones. Just like Amazon, you can get pretty much anything you want out of the United States Postal Service by complaining often enough and going over people's heads. I think that's the main thing with post office. Yeah. It's going, oh, you're not going to do anything? Well, okay. Yeah, that's that's the that's the kryptonite is going over someone's head, telling them you're going to do it and then actually doing it. Yeah. Uh, as a 32-year veteran of the Postal Service, I've seen, I've seen that work <laughs> countless times. If you keep going over the person's head and keep being angry... Uh, as long as you're not cussing or being threatening, because they'll just hang up on you. But if you are you can be angry and make your point and keep going over people's heads, you will eventually find somebody whose career is hanging by a thread, and they can't have one more angry, complaining customer on their record, and they will do whatever you want. So they will make sure that it... That, yeah. <coughs> they will do whatever it takes to make you happy and make you go away. And all you have to do is keep going over people's heads and you will find that person at the postal service who will give you whatever you want to make you go away and leave them alone. Okay. So, so keep hammering. I mean, if you want the post off the mailman to quit walking across your yard, keep hammering them over and over. You'll get it. I love it. it. You'll get it. Absolutely <laughs> They love will that. cave. 
guaranteed. <laughs> and here's another fun one with election time coming up again not too long. The Postal Service is super paranoid about being accused of election tampering. Oh, yeah. Yep. And they are so, so rabid about getting mail vote-by-mail started that they are afraid to delay anything that has to do with election. So any kind of official election mail or mail-in ballots or anything like that, none of that is delayed for any reason. So you don't even have to put a stamp on it. Wow. And they will deliver it. And the way you can make sure is put your return address on it and you know send it off without a stamp to your election board or your mail-in ballot or whatever. It will either come back to you for postage or they will attempt to deliver it and collect postage, but of course nobody at the election board is going to pay for that piece of mail. Um, so if they don't send it back to you, they have to, they, they'll deliver it. And that's what I was told for the last few election cycles before I retired is that if it's any kind of election mail, don't even bother with the postage. Deliver it no matter what because we can't be accused of delaying anything. Wow. So there you go. Any election mail, don't worry about a stamp. It'll get delivered we'll get anyway because the post office is too scared to do anything else. Oh, that's fantastic. Isn't it? Yes, I it love is. sharing little tips like that. All right. That's good to know. Yes, it is. And with that, we will be right back with more douchiness and fun for Volody. From the makers of Who Bit My Asshole Board Game and Balloon Art with Boss Axe Video Series, it's two douchebags in a microphone action figures. Act now and get a free bag of flaming hot Cheetos, a bottle of antibiotics, and three free mullets. That's right, dress your douchebag up and send them off to horrible scenarios all day long. Order soon and get a free at-home tape piercing kit. That's right, free home tape piercing kit, new from Chisbro. Dear Abby, not quite. You have questions, we have answers. They're not very good answers, but we have them. Alright, as promised earlier, we have a new Dear Douchebags letter. Dear Douchebags is like Dear Abby, only we give you horrible advice, and hopefully you don't follow it, and if you do, it's not our fault. And the fun part, this is this is the only time anyone calls me Dear, so... Oh yeah, same here. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I get called a douchebag all the time, but you know it's fun to be called deer once in a while. Yeah, yeah. So, and I'm not even, <laughs> I'm not even sure if they even call us that because they want to or they think they have to. Yeah, they, they probably feel obligated. Well, That's okay. Form, I'll take a pity one. Yeah, it's a form letter that says "Dear Douchebag," so they don't actually really write it themselves. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, I'll take it anyway. It's I'm on desperate. our website, twodouchebagsandmicrophone.net. Yeah. Okay. So, dear douchebags. I have a unique problem with an odd co-worker. Seems that every opportunity he has to accidentally graze my nipple, he does. <laughs> oh, one of those. Yeah, nipple grazer. All right. I can't prove he does it on purpose, but he sure isn't being very careful not to. <laughs> yeah, doing a drive-by. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep, doing a drive-by. We work on a box goods conveyor belt. He is directly to my right, so when I uh, hand the box off to him, bam, the good old accidental nipple brush. Mm. Signed, Nippy in Mississippi. Ah. Look at another great name. <laughs> another great name. Man, oh my these God. are so you awesome. You guys are awesome. So. All right. Is, Can't wait to hear our response. Okay, here's our response. 
And Robbie, if you have anything to add to it, that's cool. And Topher, you know, you know the drill. I'll chime in. All right. Okay. You go right in. Yeah. Well, well, okay then, Nippy. I have a few ideas that might help, so let's go for it. <laughs> Number one, have an MP3 recording of loud chicken sounds. Every time you accidentally graze your female bits, hit the MP3 and let the loud chicken clucks begin. During the two-minute chicken party, you could look at him and say, yeah, you did that, uh-huh, you did, you did, you did. <laughs> now, if that doesn't back the perv away, we got number two. If the nip flips still continue, then you might consider one of those old-fashioned Johnson & Smith catalog pinup flowers that squirts liquid every time the connecting hand piece is pushed. Yeah, yeah. So, he comes over there. He grabs a box from you, flips your nickel, nipple, I almost said nickel, <laughs> flips your nipple, and then you press him with the uh, little flower that gets him right in the face. Put like ammonia in it or hydrogen peroxide. Yeah, or Lysol, <laughs> and, and, um, uh, gasoline, urine, urine yeah. chocolate syrup. <laughs> Garbage bag juice. Garbage bag juice. Probably the best. Garbage bag juice yeah, 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 is pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Yes. So, and so, um, anyhow, and then uh, the uh, final one that they have here is, uh, you know, you get right in the face of that. But finally, eat Brussels sprouts and broccoli, and train yourself to gas it up every time he slaps the net. <laughs> Hopefully, they're real yard rumblers. <laughs> so, guy comes up, accidentally brushes your nip, and you're. <laughs> Well, good luck, Miss Nippy in Mississippi. Write us back and let us know how bad we screwed up your life. Oh, awesome. There we go. You know, I, I, had, a simi- job, I, I had a simi- similar situation at a job I had once. Uh, a I nip was, flip? Well, I was training a guy, uh-huh. but he really didn't like taking orders from anybody. Uh-huh. So I would say, you know, I would say, okay, prep these and uh, get them all cleaned up. When they're ready, I'll come back and expect them. And then, uh, so he'd do his, his part, and I'd come back and inspect, and I'd say, okay, these are all fine, but these three, you know, need to be cleaned again. And any time I would find fault with his work, he would say, took my dick. <laughs> and he wasn't being mean or angry. He was just, he was trying to, he was teasing, and he didn't like authority, so he just couldn't bring himself to say, okay, okay I'll do so it. He would just say, suck my He dude. was passive-aggressive. Yeah. Is that yeah. what we're saying? Uh, okay. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. So, it, you so know, when I'd, you come back, you go, oh, I was just kidding. Yeah. And then he'd laugh like his big joke, and I should just lighten up. And he's like, okay, Curtis, next time, I'll, you know, you need to get these five unboxed. And suck my dick. And just over and over and over and over. So finally, the owner, who was the you know the main boss, he was also the owner of the factory, he was there. And Curtis gave me another one of his, you know, flip, hey, suck my dick comments. So I stood there in a loud voice, and I wasn't mad. I was in a very loud voice saying, no, Curtis, I don't want to have sex with you. I'm not gay. I don't care if you are, but please stop acting, asking me to suck your dick because I'm not going to. It makes me uncomfortable for you to keep hitting on me at work. And he stood there with, with his eyes real big and his mouth open because the whole plant was listening. And I was telling everybody that he kept asking me over and over to have sex. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And I just said, I, you know, I, it's okay if you're gay. I don't care. But just yeah, yeah, yeah. quit you asking me. Yeah. You said, I'm just not going to uh-huh. partake. So <laughs> could you please back it down a notch and leave me alone? Because I don't do that. Uh-huh. 
and okay. nobody, even the boss, nobody said a word to me about it, and Curtis never told me to suck his dick again. <laughs> I love it. And the fun part is, one of the guys over on the quality control line was gay. So when I when I made that big statement, Jay was over the looking at Curtis like, huh? Hmm? Huh? Sizing him up. <laughs> yeah. Well. Of course, he found out very quickly that, you know, Curtis wasn't gay. He was just being a, a jerk about it, but... <laughs> And Jay and I got along just fine, you know. Yeah. There's no problem. Jay so. probably had a lot of fun with that one. Though. He probably did. <laughs> uh, oh, me and Ma- I have some gay stories of me and Mark. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. My well, ass still well, hurts. Well, no. We'll make that for another show. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, not real gay stories, but, you know. No, yeah. no. We were pretending to be gay. Oh, and yeah. And we freaked people out. Back then, it was, like, so taboo that we always took advantage of it. We would make well, anybody like uncomfortable said, any place. I'm going to have to wrap it up. So. Okay, all right, Rob. We will talk to you uh, coming up on a podcast, all right? All right. Hey, thanks for having me again, yep. guys. Yep. I enjoyed it. I'm having a great time with this. Oh, good. And like always, when you can't defend yourself, I would make many comments about you. <laughs> I know. I know. It's I, like, hey, I'll get there. I'm trying uh, to be nice right now. Yeah, look for Robbie on Facebook there. Send him nudes if you're a young man, 25 or over. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. No Thank problem. Yep. Make him good ones, too. He wants to All see right, you deliver you, through your asshole. All right, bye. All right, we'll talk to you later. Okay, take care, man. Good talking to you, Robbie. All right, bye. All right, bye. All right. Okay. Switch our uh, microphone back to the other mode. Okay. Oh, that went reasonably well. That's <laughs> like he's he's like the first guy to fall asleep at the party. Yeah. You know, as soon as he's gone, he's gonna get ripped. Oh, to he's shreds. gonna get ripped to yeah. shreds. Yeah. yeah. It's just gonna yeah. happen. Robbie Radford. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> remember. <laughs> All right. Um, I have a. Do you remember RC Cola? I do. I like RC Cola. I do, too. It's a good alternative. Mm-hmm. I like uh, Pepsi and Coke. I think I like Pepsi better than Coke. I, yeah, I prefer Pepsi, and I'll take a Pepsi and then an RC before I'll take a Coke. I will, too. I, eh, I'm not so much a Coke, cocaine. I mean, Coca-Cola guy. <laughs> <laughs> now, if they still had cocaine in it, maybe I would like yeah, Coke yeah. better. But yeah. They originally uh, put cocaine um, or something else, morphine, uh, yeah. and uh, wine. Oh, it was one, So it was too. alcohol, okay. cocaine, and morphine was in the original Coke, okay, and it was yeah. sold as the health tonic. Yeah. And Coca-Cola denied it for decades, swore up and down Meanwhile, that it wasn't the truth. Yeah. And then they found an old bottle of Coke, opened it, tested the contents. By God, there was cocaine in the original Coke. And then the Coca-Cola company said, oh, yeah, we did that. Yeah. Yeah, and nothing <laughs> was done about it, so it didn't yep. matter. It's like, okay, well, we'll stop. So interesting that Coca-Cola lied to the American public for decades, and then when they were forced to admit it, they did, and everyone said, okay, we still love you, and they bought their product Yeah, anyway. and people didn't care. They are just yeah. like, oh, you know what, they said they're sorry. So that, that shows that no matter how much you abuse and screw over the American public, they'll still come back, they'll still come back for yes. more. Yep. They come running back for more. Yep. Oh, well. No, it's true though. Uh, yeah. It's, it's a great not demo- just America, but it's, it's a great the demonstration actually to show that about how Americans don't really give a shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very so, short memories. 
Yep. <laughs> okay, well, I've always been a big three soda fan, right? Yeah. Okay, and it's safe to say you too. Yeah. And we sound like we're very much on par. You know, you and I's favorites, Pepsi and then RC, uh, a second, a little ways back there, but manageable yeah. second. Yeah. And then Pepsi. Uh, or, I mean, and then Coke. Coke, yeah. Yeah. And I like Coke out of a fountain at McDonald's really well, mm -hmm. but out of a can or a bottle, not so much. Yeah. So, anyhow. Um, I love Pepsi, Coke, and RC. I believe Pepsi is a front runner with Coke uh, and and RC. And the only reason Coke is the second now is because it's so hard to get RC. It is. The, the distribution is horrible. Yeah. So years go by. I still love all the colas, but um, RC Cola has become very hard to find. And this has been for like 20 years. It's been going on for probably about 20 years. RC's distribution just can't keep up with Coke and Pepsi. Yeah. RC could be found in Walmart and local grocery chains, but not all the time. So, for instance, the other day I was in Walmart picking up some stuff, and they have one 12-pack of RC Cola. Nice, nice. And they had tons of everything else. Yeah. But you go to the section where RC should be in one, one 12-pack. Mm. It wasn't because they sold all that. It's because That's they all the shelf put, space they yeah. had for it. Yeah. yeah. So I just really, you know, kind of forgotten about RC altogether. One day I was in Walmart when suddenly I see an old friend. This would be the powder blue RC artwork. You powder remember? blue? Yeah, it's the old one. Um, I don't remember that. It's powder blue, and it had an old-fashioned RC a circle and then RC mm -hmm. in the middle of it. Oh, okay, yeah. I know yeah. what you're talking about now. Yeah. yeah. And they also had two liters with the same, uh, with the same uh, you know. Artwork. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I bought the 12-pack. For completely forgotten about RC Cola because it's not been distributed very well out of pure nostalgia. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, I remember that from when I was younger. So I grabbed it. And then I was like, you know, I'm just thrilled, you know, this gem from my sweet childhood had just reemerged. I'm like, oh my God, look at this. Yeah. Okay, so I suddenly go back to being a three cola guy again because, only because, they have the retro cans. It was originally marketed as retro cans, get them while they're here, yeah. not going to last forever. They stopped that. Now all the cans and two liters are retro. Nice. The only new logo you can get is the plastic bottles, and you can't hardly find them at all. I mean, you can yeah. find the retro cans, you can find the retro two liters, but they seem to phase out the 20-ounce or 16-ounce bottles. That makes sense, kind of streamline the products so they don't have to spend as much on sizes that don't sell. Yeah. So I started noticing a little bit more of every now and then RC creeping back into mainstream society in the retro can. Nice. Okay, so you didn't see that new logo that's kind of a darker blue. It kind of looks like a brushed-on RC. Looks like someone took a paint a paintbrush. Mm -hmm. It's kind of dry and drew the R and the C. Just regular letters, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It, it seems to be that if a, a brand is making even an attempt to reinvent themselves, whether it's successful or not, it's that's all that matters is they tried and people are like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's like there's that original surge. Yeah. Well, it yeah. sounds to me like, you know, RC was floundering so bad, then they do this new design and suddenly it's like, hey, wait a minute. Someone said, did you see the sales? As soon as we brought back that retro can, our sales have like... Uh, Suddenly a lot more appealing. Quadrupled. It reminds yeah. you of the Pat's Blue Ribbon 
without the guerrilla marketing. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Where all of a sudden someone suggests that this was your grandfather's beer mm-hmm. and maybe you should try it. Yeah. Well, this seems to me like they suggested like, hey, Mark, you remember this from your childhood? Mm-hmm. And I remember it very well because there's a little town called Westline down from Cleveland, Missouri. Mm-hmm. And when I was down there visiting friends, they had a little convenience store there. It was, was the hours were like really just like, they close at like 4 p.m. They're open up at 9, like 9 to 4. Weird. Oh, so they had an RC machine out front. Mm-hmm. And all you get is RC cans and a couple other, like maybe a squirt or a knee-high orange. And that was it. Yeah. And I used to get those RC cola cans out of there because I'd be there at like 4 or 5 when they closed. And I was wanting a soda, so I'd be forced to go to the machine <laughs> yeah. and grab one. And I remember those cans so well because of that. They probably tasted so, damn good, too. Yep. Yeah, they were very good. <laughs> so fast forward 2023, Penn State just left Pepsi in favor of RC Cola. A 10-year deal. Amazing. So they are on the rebound, and they're going to start emerging again. Um, okay, I blame all this on the new, old, uh, nostalgic logo can and bottle. RC will be available in football, basketball, softball, and baseball games, and food halls, cafeterias, everywhere on campus exclusively. I find this fascinating. Yeah. Because they, it all started with a let's bring out, let's bring back the, all of them were doing that. Pepsi did it for a while. Coke couldn't really do it because they've always had the same yeah, can. Yeah. But other, there's been other products that have done it, you know. Yeah. yeah. I think Bisquick done it with big success. People kind of forgot about Bisquick. Then they brought back the 60s writing, uh-huh. and all of a sudden, everyone sees Bisquick again. Yeah. yeah. But RC saw that initial rush. And they decided to keep it. They didn't go back to the old logo. And now, all of a sudden, you see them every—not uh, everywhere, but you. I would say if you've seen them, they're four, resurfacing. Yes, four yeah. out of a hundred. You see them, seventeen out of a hundred. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Yeah, they're resurfacing is a good way to put it. Yeah. So I really took exception to this, and I wanted to talk about it because I find this guerrilla marketing and retro marketing fascinating mm-hmm. because it works. And, you know, sometimes a brand will do this to put themselves in a position to where someone will buy them. That could be what's going on. Yeah. Because um, I know that 7-Up and RC used to be part of the same Schweppes International. Mm-hmm. Then RC bought 7-Up, and now there's 7-Up, um, Dr. Pepper 7-Up Company. And yeah. Schweppes is on its own, and I think Schweppes still owns RC. So I could see, like, maybe 7-Up Dr. Pepper, if they get RC selling good enough up there, to where that could be their third, that could be their soda for standalone machines. Mm-hmm. Because everybody needs that anchor for their standalone machines, and Dr. Pepper is simply not strong enough up here no. or to the north to support yeah. not having a cola in their machines. Yeah, yeah. So, anyhow, yeah. I so remember I uh, a couple of brands that I used to really enjoy, uh, Shasta came out with a lot of good flavors and they were generally cheaper than everyone else mm-hmm. so I always enjoyed the Shasta sodas. Shasta is good. And um, what was the other one I was thinking of? Fanta. Yeah. Yep. I Yeah, Fanta is really good and they, yeah. Fanta's part of Coca-Cola now. Yeah. Uh, Fanta was a German company. Um, it was actually during war. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, during World War II, uh, Germans loved orange soda, but American companies wouldn't sell them the ingredients or sell them the soda. 
So a German company came up with their own orange soda, and that's uh-huh. the birth of Fanta Orange. So, birthed by Nazi Germany. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Which, you know, origin, I'm sure that they're more, more than happy to try... go. We're the douchebags. Hmm. Oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. Ugh, glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Oh, man, that smells. 